0: Yeah hey. Exodus 14 through 17. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Let's start
1: today with the game. I'm sure you guys see it all the time in movies. The main character of the movie is being chased by some horrible something and they get surrounded or backed into a corner and it seems like there's no hope for them. They're doomed! But then suddenly something miraculous happens and... are saved. Yay! So, for this game, you need to guess which movie the chase scene you're
0: hearing is from. Okay, here we go. What movie is this chase scene from?
1: (laughs) Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. (laughs) That was it? (laughs) Do it again.
0: from the lion king
1: yes when nala and simba are being chased by hyenas in the elephant graveyard they get cornered but at the last second mufasa saves them
0: okay next chase scene where are you going
2: promise or no promise i can't stay here another minute oh no wait please please wait
1: that was from beauty and the beast yes when Belle and philippe are surrounded by a pack of wolves in the forest they're trying to fight them off and it looks like there's no hope for them but at the last minute the beast jumps in and fights the wolves off
0: Okay, next chase scene.
3: Good afternoon, ma'am. What can I do for you? I want a muscle. A good, strong muscle. Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. Now, here's our latest combination leash and muzzle. Now, we'll just slip it on l- like this and... Uh, no, 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 no. no. N- nice, doggy. No, no, don't wiggle. Uh, steady now. Now, now, now. Careful, you little... Watch out. Doggy. Careful, doggy. Come on.
1: When Lady's dog sitter puts a muzzle on her, Lady runs away. And she gets chased by mean stray dogs and she's cornered in an alley. But at the last second, Tramp shows up and saves the day.
0: So does this mean we're learning about a chase scene in the Old Testament this week? Yes, but it's not really a chase
1: scene because scenes are in movies. They're pretend. I'll call this a chase miracle because this chase and miraculous rescue really happened in real life. Take a listen.
4: Like the Lord warned, the plague came. All the firstborn in Egypt died, including Pharaoh's oldest son. But the plague passed over each home that had lamb's blood on the doorframe. The firstborn of the Israelites were saved because they obeyed the Lord. When Pharaoh saw his own son was dead because of this plague, he told Moses and Aaron to take all the Israelites and leave Egypt. The Israelites left, but Pharaoh was angry. He gathered his army and chariots and chased after the Israelites. The Israelites camped at the Red Sea. Soon, Pharaoh and his army caught up to them. When the Israelites saw the Egyptians coming, they were afraid. But Moses told the Israelites that the Lord would protect them. As the Egyptians got closer, the Lord told Moses to lift up his rod. Moses did, and the Lord parted the sea. The Israelites crossed the sea on dry ground. They ran away from Pharaoh and his army. The Egyptian army chased after the Israelites When all the Israelites were safe on the other side of the sea, the Lord let the water come down. The Egyptian army drowned in the sea. The Israelites were free at last. They sang songs, danced, and thanked the Lord. They always remembered the Passover as the time the Lord saved their lives and led them out of Egypt. So after
2: the
1: last plague known as the Passover, Pharaoh let the Israelites go. So Moses and his people, they fled into the wilderness. how did they know where to go? Well, this part is so cool. The Lord actually led them. He was in a pillar of a cloud during the day. And then this pillar turned into a pillar of fire at night. And he was always there to lead and guide them just like he does for us. Cool. So after the Israelites left, it didn't take the egyptians very long to forget about the passover they forgot all about the lord's miraculous power and all the lessons they had learned they were like oh no now we have to build our own pyramids let's go get our slaves back yeah the egyptians took 600 chariots and they decided to chase after the israelites when the egyptians finally caught up to moses the israelites could see the big army coming and they decided Let's start
0: praying. And they prayed to the Lord. The Israelites were super afraid. They were stuck between the Egyptians and a huge sea that they had no way to cross. We can't
3: go over it.
0: We can't go under it. Oh no, we've got to go through it. Dive in. Splash,
5: splosh, splash, splosh, splash. Moses.
1: Wasn't afraid. He told his people this
3: Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace.
0: And now for the miraculous rescue. the pillar
1: of the cloud, went between the Egyptians and the Israelites. It gave the Israelites light, but it caused darkness to fall all over the Egyptians. And then my favorite part. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And it made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided.
0: The waters were a huge wall on their right and on their left. So they walked straight through them. That could be so cool. Yeah, and the Egyptians followed the Israelites, but the Lord closed
1: up the Red Sea right on top of the Egyptians, and the Israelites were finally free.
0: From this story, we learn that God has the power to deliver us. Imagine how the Israelites felt as they saw Pharaoh's army closing in. Just like the Lord saved Moses and his people, he'll save us if we trust him. Has your mom and dad ever read you the book Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Let's listen to a part of it now.
5: Across an ocean, over lots of huge, bumpy mountains, across three hot deserts and one smaller ocean, there lay the tiny town of Chew and Swallow. In most ways, it was very much like any other tiny town. But there were no food stores in the towns of Chew and Swallow. They didn't need any. The sky supplied all the food they could possibly want. The only thing that was really different about Chew and Swallow was its weather. It came three times a day, at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Everything that everyone ate came from the sky. Whatever the weather served, that was what they ate. But it never rained rain, it never snowed snow, and it never blew just wind. It rained things like soup and juice, it snowed mashed potatoes and green peas, and sometimes the wind blew in storms of hamburgers. The people would watch the weather report on television in the morning. They would even hear a prediction for the next day's food. When the townspeople went outside, they carried their plates, cups, glasses, forks, spoons, knives, and napkins with them. That way, they could always be prepared for any kind of weather. If there were leftovers, and there usually were, the people took them home and put them in their refrigerators in case they got hungry in between meals.
1: Okay, now it's your turn. For this game, you are going to help us give the daily weather report for the town of Chew and Swallow. When you hear this sound, that means fill in the blank with whatever food item you predict is blowing into town.
3: Hello, this is Carl reporting from the town of Chew and Swallow. And wow, folks, it's chilly out here. Looking up, I can see there's a heavy cloud cover, which is making it even colder outside. For breakfast, you can expect these clouds to deliver you some delicious... This weather will not stay the same for the rest of the day. This afternoon, expect temperatures to rise just with a little bit of precipitation. That means you could expect a light lunch of just... The south of the country has the best weather today, sunny and warm. The temperature is around 72 degrees. We can expect this delightful weather to blow us in a dinner that includes... To prepare for your weather, be sure to grab your shoes because yesterday I forgot mine and my feet were covered up and syrup all day yesterday and you also won't want to forget your umbrella otherwise you'll have frosting in your hair before bedtime thanks so much for joining me in the weather report this has been carl fuddy-duddy reporting from chew and swallow back to you at the studio
0: what on earth does food raining from the sky
1: have to do with the old testament well we have another amazing miraculous story for you this week listen
2: Soon after the Israelites left Egypt, they
1: complained that they did not have enough food. They said it would be better to be slaves in Egypt than to starve in the wilderness. To teach the Israelites to trust Him, the Lord sent bread from heaven for them to pick up each day. They called the bread manna. It tasted like honey. The Lord did not send manna on the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week. So on the sixth day, He told them to pick up enough manna for two days. For a time, the Lord also sent quail for the Israelites to eat. In the morning, they picked up manna, and in the evening, they gathered quail. The Lord wanted the Israelites to learn to trust him. In this way, he took care of them in the wilderness.
0: So God, has it literally rained food from the
1: heavens? Yes, they were in a wilderness, in the desert. How on earth were they going to survive? What were they going to eat? God will always provide for our needs. He sent food from heaven. What about water? Right, they didn't have any water either. So the Lord told Moses,
3: Go on before the people, and take with thee thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thine hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink.
0: So Moses hit a rock with his staff and water came out of it so everyone could drink?
1: Yes, it was a miracle. And miracles still happen today. These stories teach us that the Lord can provide for our needs no matter what. Okay, next game. This is an endurance game. I want you to hold your arms straight out in front of you. We're going to see how long you can hold them up without resting them.
0: See if you can do it for this whole recap song about Moses. Ready? Was that hard? How long do you think you could hold up your arms like that?
1: So the problems for the Israelites weren't over yet. Out in the wilderness, a group of bad guys called the Amaleks came to fight them. Moses appointed a man named Joshua to lead the Israelites in battle. Moses said he'd go stand on top of a hill overlooking the battle and with the staff of God in his hand, he would try to protect the Israelites. And so the battle begins. When Moses held up his hands, the Israelites would win. But when Moses got tired and couldn't hold up his arms anymore, the Amaleks would start winning. So Aaron and this other guy named Hur, they went up to the hill with Moses. And each of them held up one of Moses's arms so the Israelites could win the battle. They held up Moses's arms all day long until the sun set, and the Israelites defeated the Amaleks.
0: Wow, I bet that was exhausting. I agree. So what can we learn from this story? We can sustain our prophet. Yes,
1: just like Aaron and her held up the hands of the prophet Moses, we can help our living prophet. What can we do today to help our prophet Russell M. Nelson?
0: We can listen to him in conference and follow what he tells us to do. Conference is this week. Yes. Did you guys do your best
1: to be reverent and listen, especially when the prophet speaks? The Lord has special messages just for you that the Holy Ghost will help you feel as you pay attention. So make sure you listen to what the prophet says. And if you don't remember what he said, maybe your parents
0: can read you his talk or play it for you again. That's all we have for this week. Make sure to tune into conference and until next time.
2: Stay on Bye-bye.